0: With our larger theme, Renew Us, O God. Uh, so keep that in mind, and maybe, maybe you'll resonate with this opening. This unusual but strangely familiar sensation of stepping outside, bundled up in your winter coat and hat and gloves, only to realize all of a sudden, hey, it's actually not all that cold out anymore, right? What a, what a strange, unusual, welcome sensation this week. And it's one that I've especially noticed as a dog owner, uh, and maybe you can also relate to that. Uh, For a change, you don't go up or go outside and say, hurry up, do your business, let's get back inside, it's freezing. And then actually like walking along the street and being able to hear the birds chirp. And then perhaps most especially welcome of all, not having to worry about that sudden tug at the leash and then you go sliding across the ice struggling to maintain your balance. Been there many times this winter. These are days of warmer, relatively speaking, and fresher air, melting snow and even greening grass. Longer days and brighter evenings. Now, at the risk of provoking Mother Nature to revenge. I think maybe it's safe to say that long-awaited spring is finally starting to creep in. Whoa. I know there's a little, there's a teensy bit of snow this weekend, but I think for the most part, the trajectory we're in the clear. Uh, I mean, we could be in North... We could... <laughs> We could be in northern Wisconsin. We could be in Minnesota. Like all of Denver shut down. Rocky Mountain National Park shut down this week. I was hurrying on the radio. So we could be there, right? So anyway. But the larger point stands. I think overall, the renewal of spring, if not here a little bit already, is not all that far away. Now, if this winter season has seemed especially long and harsh to us as humans, have you ever thought about the fish? Just things I think about when I'm writing a sermon. But I was listening to a story on NPR recently, and I learned all about this thing called winter kill. Now, these are things I don't have to think about living in Chicago for the last 12 years, But according to Mike Vogelsang, the North District Fisheries Supervisor with the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, another thing I never had to think about for 12 years in Chicago, winter kill is a phenomenon uh, where particular breeds of fish in certain lake climates are just prone to die off naturally from the resulting temperatures and lack of oxygen supply in the water. Nature's way of thinning out the herd, Vogelsang calls it, or buried alive, as this claustrophobic preacher <laughs> prefers to think of it. But still, it's quite remarkable. Vogelsang's team can at least monitor the oxygen levels in the lakes to predict the severity of these winter kills, which I'm told is useful information for those who will soon fish these lakes in the upcoming spring and summer seasons. If you were at CTK or listened to my sermon online during our annual meeting weekend, you know I know nothing about fishing, so I'm just really taking their word for it. But some lake associations, also apparently a thing, have even begun lending nature a helping hand by installing costly and complex aeration systems to pump oxygen into these frozen lakes in an attempt to lessen the impact of this winter kill, which is just fascinating to me as a human being who, again, is 100% not a fisherman and really not even remotely outdoorsy. No one's ever called me that. But also fascinating to me as a preacher, considering our Lenten theme at Unity, this idea of renewal. So while I might have very little knowledge of fishing or this lake aeration process, This image of pumping oxygen into a frozen-over lake just strikes me as an image of renewal. And these images of renewal from spring dog walks or just enjoying the outdoors can remind us all of the renewal of Lent. Lent, after all, comes from an old English word that literally means spring. And so where the natural world begins to blossom with new life and signs of spring so too our liturgical life in this place follows a similar journey of new life and renewal week after week as we inch closer to the promise of resurrection at Easter. At Easter, when many churches will gather around the new fire at the Easter vigil to hear again the great unfolding story of God's salvation in the pages of our scriptures, including perhaps the words that we just heard read from Ezekiel, a new heart I will give you, and a new spirit I will put within you. I will remove from your body the heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh, a new heart, a new spirit. These two are images of renewal, images of resurrection appropriate for this time of Lent. See, the people returning from exile in Ezekiel, returning to their homeland after so much time away, weren't exactly the pinnacle of righteousness or holiness. Earlier in the book, God condemns them for their misuse of the land, for their lawlessness and their lack of attention to matters of justice, and just their general disregard for the laws that God had given them to live by. The people seemed just incapable of living in right relationship with God and with each other. It's hard to be human with that heart of stone, with a heart closed off to living in relationship. And so this is a story about how God acts and what God does with that heart of stone. This is essentially a divine heart transplant. This is a story of resurrection and renewal This is God's gift of another second chance to God's people, the gift of a heart of flesh, a real beating human heart capable of love and connection and relationship. This kind of renewal far surpasses the renewal of spring, as good as it might feel to walk outside in this warmer weather. This kind of renewal maybe is more like the idea of pumping oxygen into frozen winter lakes, but so much more powerful even than that this kind of renewal restores in us the capacity to be human. Now, no one in my experience has grasped what it means to be human quite like the man who literally wrote the book on it. Jean Vanier, the founder of the l'Arche communities, this Canadian philosopher and theologian who wrote the book called Becoming Human. And he celebrated his 90th birthday this past fall and in true Jean Vanier style, if you know his writing, released a gift to us by way of YouTube about his 10 rules for life to be more human. Among them, he says, talk about your emotions and your difficulties and your struggles and vulnerabilities. Take time for deeper relationships. Ask, how are you? And genuinely mean it. And listen for the answer. Put down the phone and be present with people. Overcome prejudice and actually meet people who are different than you, who think different than you. And Vanier should know. After all, he spent his life living among people with intellectual and physical disabilities in these large community homes that he helped to found. Opportunities for renewal and becoming more human abound this Lent. Now there are the obvious ones, enhancing your spiritual life by these midweek gatherings over a meal and worship together, or a small group or a service opportunity, But what about the less obvious opportunities for renewal? The things that we can do in our own everyday lives that take little effort. Just take a walk outside and notice the beauty of the budding spring creation at work. Put down the phone for a night and have a face-to-face conversation with a loved one. Hold the door for a stranger and maybe even smile at them or ask them how their day is going we might actually be surprised at what it feels like to live with this renewed heart of flesh, to be more intentional about our relationships with other people and those around us, to practice being more human, and to open ourselves to letting the Spirit renew us in this Lenten spring. Amen.